What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gays. I am your host, Larry. It is Friday. We made it to the end of the week. I thank God. I mean, the holiday weekend, the extra day really just killed me. So I am happy that we are finally here. But hope you guys had a great week. I hope you guys had a good weekend with the extra day off. I know I took advantage of it. So there's a lot to talk about. We obviously had the premiere of season four of Salt Lake City. And uh, that's kind of where I want to start off. I want to get right into it and just kind of go through everything that happened in the premiere episode. So we're going to talk about Salt Lake City. We are going to talk about Orange County. Um, And we might cover a little bit of New York. It felt like New York was kind of like a filler episode this week. Um, Not really much happened, but there are a couple thoughts that I have in regards to the episode itself. So not a full recap, just going to give you some thoughts on it. And then we'll wrap up with a couple of things, a couple of thoughts that I have in regards to some stuff that is in the news or has not yet come out in the news. So Let's just get right into it, guys. All right. Season four, Salt Lake City came out on Tuesday, and it did not disappoint. I am so happy that the ladies of Salt Lake City are back. It was such a good premiere from beginning to end that was just filled with, like, drama, like jokes, one-liners, funny stuff, like all everything about it. I mean, obviously we started off the episode with the queen of Sundance kind of like setting up a Sundance film festival party, obviously the queen of Salt Lake City, Lisa Barlow. I mean, I've missed her so much and I feel like I hope that you guys did as well because I just love when she's on my television screen, <laughs> like she can just do no wrong to me. So I'm so happy she's back. So it really obviously, so it started off with the Sundance stuff and like her and John talking and we get into like a little bit of the family stuff that's going on with her son making this, the making the decision to not go straight to college after graduation, but to go on his mission instead And he kind of went through this year-long process of making this decision without her or John knowing about it. She says that he sat her down one one day and was like, Mom, I got to tell you something, and just kind of like dropped the bomb on them. Um, We did learn last night after um, the premiere, she was on... I'm sorry, that was not last night. This was on... Wednesday. She was on, oh my God, I am all over the place. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Salt Lake City was on Tuesday. Tuesday night after the premiere, she was on Watch What Happens Live. Sorry guys, the extra day kind of like threw me off. Um, Tuesday night after the premiere, she was on Watch What Happens Live. We learned then that he's actually leaving This week, I think he left yesterday, which would have been Thursday, he left for his mission. And uh, 
she was telling, she was talking about how she's like not going to be able to see him for two years. Like he is going on this mission. She'll know where he is, but like she won't see him for however long. Um, and then she kind of gave him like a little jab in regards to his grades because she did say that he graduated with honors and she thought that he was, she was going to have to buy him like honor cords on Amazon and like fake it. Like, so it looked like he did. Um, but she said he did it all on his own. He graduated. So, um, so he's gone. He has left on his mission, but you can kind of see where she kind of felt like a little like blindsided by it because like she wasn't, in on like the entire process of him going and doing all of this stuff. But even John said in the premiere episode, like he's ready to like leave the house and like go on his own and like do his own thing. And I mean, you can't really blame him. I mean, he's what, 17, 18 years old. I mean, by that time I was ready to get the hell out of the house. So, uh, but I mean, it's obviously different. Like when you're the parent, you kind of watch them grow up so quick and, uh, all of a sudden, like, they're gone one day. And now she can't talk to him for two years. So I can see why she's a little bit frustrated and upset and just, like, sad about the entire situation. But we'll hopefully be able to get to see more of that process, like, as the season goes on um, and kind of just see what happens with the family in that way. But, again, just so happy the Barlows are back on our TV screen. Um, Speaking of back... Speaking of back on TV, Mary M. Cosby made her return to Salt Lake City Housewives. And let me tell you, she (laughs) did not disappoint from the second she stepped into her scene with Meredith at Meredith's store and she couldn't open the door. I, I'm just, I was just like happy she was back because like, that's like the kooky and craziness that like, you get from Mary is like stupid stuff like that. Like, and of course, once she opened the door, she was complaining about the door. Like you need to get that fixed. Like all this stuff. It is just so funny. And uh, we obviously like see Meredith and Mary, like sit down and catch up um, in regards to like what's going on in Mary's life. And when I tell you, I have not laughed harder when Meredith asked Mary how like life was going with like Robert senior and Robert jr. And uh, Mary says like, everything is good. And then she says that Robert jr. Has a girlfriend. And then she goes, well, it might be a wife. I don't know. It might be a wife. People are telling me that he's married. So (laughs) she doesn't even know if her son is married. And the kicker is they live together. And she's just said, and all she says is that like she has she hasn't had the, like an opportunity to ask him. She hasn't like seen him. So she lives with her son. Hasn't had the opportunity to ask him about this potential marriage. But if he's married, is the wife living with them? Like, I don't understand how your mother does not know this. Like, and that's just like the crazy shit that like happens with Mary it's just like it is like I was not surprised whatsoever um I am just so goddamn happy that like she is back on tv like I 
have said it before. I know, guys, some people just, like, don't like it because of, like, everything that was swirled around, like, her church. And some people are like, oh, my God, she didn't show up to the reunion. So, like, how could she get her job back? I mean, it's, at this point, who cares? Like, she's here. So, embrace it. What do you, like, the show's already been shot. What do you want them to do? Like, she's obviously back. She's not back in a full-time capacity. So, Maybe that was her punishment for not showing up to that one reunion. Who's to say? I mean, you're never going to get the answer you want when it comes to that question. Like the network or production is really probably just going to do what they want. And maybe it's just like situational. You know what I mean? Um, But she's back. And man, let me tell you, she did not disappoint this episode. And even like the flashbacks of things with her, like just did not disappoint I just, I don't know. I love it. I'm just like, I'm not a Mary Cosby stan, but I am a Mary Cosby fan. Like, I may not agree with what, like everything she does. I I probably actually mostly disagree with like a lot of the way, a lot of the things that she does, but I like the stuff that comes, like the shit that comes out of her mouth is hilarious. Like I just, it's entertaining to me. And if you take it for what it is, it's like just that, like an entertainment value you would see that like it's it i don't know it's kind of essential like it's just kind of like not even like it's just kind of like a breath of fresh air it takes away the seriousness of everything um but i i mean i want to get right into newbie monica we obviously met monica garcia and when i tell you Bravo casting has probably never done such a good job with (laughs) casting a housewife than they did with Monica Garcia. Monica Garcia used to be Jen Shaw's assistant and she dropped a bomb right out, like right out the gate. And we learned that, Jen had like approached Monica and said like, do you want to be rich? Do you want to make $600,000 a year? If so, like all you have to do is like put such and such in your name. Well, Monica was like, what the, what the heck? Like, what the hell? Like, that's crazy as hell. What are you talking about? Monica has a friend in the secret service. She called this friend in the secret service and told him about that situation and that friend said get the get the hell away from her like you do not like jen shaw is going to jail um two months later jen shaw gets arrested and monica garcia is a witness in her federal case now obviously as the premiere was airing we got a tweet from meredith marks that said and you guys were the ones that thought that i called the fbi this entire like case that was being built against jen was going on for years so it's not like monica was the one that ratted her out and that is the cause of her being arrested that's not what it was whatsoever Monica had told her friend that was in the Secret Service about what Jen had told her. And that's probably like just something that they used 
in the case against Jen. So Monica's not the one, I'm sure, either that is like responsible for everything that's going on against every or everything that went on towards Jen as far as like the lawsuits and all of that, or who she's, I'm sure she's not the one that tipped off the feds. This case was being built for a very long time, but her situation led her to be a witness in Jen's case. So, I mean, it doesn't get any better than Jen going to prison, losing her snowflake. And then a woman that was a witness in her federal case that called someone in the government and told them about something that she was approached with, then snatches her snowflake. You can't write this type of shit. Like it literally just falls into like the laps of like these production companies. It seems like who in a million years would think that like, this would just be like the next housewife. You know what I mean? So I was here for it. I mean, and she even said she obviously she sat down for lunch or whatever that was with Lisa and Angie K. And she's sitting there and talking to these ladies and thinking to herself, like Jen Shaw has told me like all of these ladies, like deepest, darkest secrets. And they're sitting here talking like they're perfect or whatnot. And like, what she has been told by Jen is like weighing heavy on her, but she has, she didn't say anything. She didn't say exactly what it was. And more so was kind of like these ladies just portray a different lifestyle than maybe what they actually live. And I'm wondering if as the season goes on, we're going to learn more about the secrets that Monica thinks that she knows because take anything that Jen Shaw says with a grain of salt, it's probably not true. It's probably extremely exaggerated. And uh, the ladies are just, I'm sure the ladies are going to be freaking pissed, but I want to know what she knows. I want to know what she knows, but like, you better chill and like not come for Lisa because I just like, won't be a fan of that. And I, I like Monica so far. Like she is, got the energy that like you need in a housewife and she has like the background that is like interesting enough for us to like want to get to know more about her and i think she's going to be a handful this season i think that she is going to come with a lot and i'm ready for it i can't wait i am still like when she said what she said about jen asking her if she wanted to be rich and make $600,000 a year, I literally almost fell off the fucking floor. I almost fell on the floor. It was not anything that I expected. I didn't even learn that she was one of Jen's assistants until maybe about like a week and a half, two weeks before the premiere aired. And then once I learned that, I was like, okay, this, like, she's got, like, she's got some stuff, like, that she's going to come out with, and only time will tell. Only time will tell. (laughs) But I'm here for it. Monica, I think, is going to be a great addition. I want to know what your reaction was to Monica dropping that bomb about Jen and calling her friend in the Secret Service and all of that. Like, were you as shocked as I was like 
were you, I, I wasn't expecting that. I want to know what your thoughts were and what you think of her so far from like the premiere episode. Do you think that she's going to be potentially a good housewife, a good fit with the ladies? Are you looking forward to seeing if she exposes any of these ladies' secrets that she was told to by Jen? I don't know. Drop your thoughts. Let's talk about it. I think it's going to be a great season with Monica. We have another thing that I want to talk about in regards to Salt Lake City in the premiere episode. There's obviously some tension built up between Whitney and Meredith. And the fact that this is even a topic of conversation, like, I was just like, this is so ridiculous, but I cannot stop, like, re-watching, like, scenes or clips or even, like, talking to people about the fact that Meredith is so offended that Whitney made a joke about her bathtub. When Meredith says, you don't attack me, you don't attack my, you don't come after me or you don't come after my bathtub. <laughs> like Usually it's like, you don't come after my family or you don't come after my children. But the fact that she said like, you don't come after my bathtub, I, it is so stupid. Like, but it is so funny because she's actually mad about this. And towards the end of the episode, obviously Whitney says that she was like joking about it, but Meredith really thought that like, she took offense to it in the fact that like, she thought that she was calling her dirty, but I don't think that Whitney would say it in like a negative way only because like, of course it was like a bubble bath and like she was taking a bath with Seth or whatnot. All these ladies have Tamara's done it with Eddie. I mean, who else is taking a bubble bath? Teresa and Joe Judice. I mean, now we have Seth and Meredith, like if you're just joining the club, but Whitney doesn't really have a leg to stand in. And this is why I don't, this is why I think that like she was joking about it and not being so serious about it. And Meredith is overreacting because last season, I believe it was last season or the season before, Whitney was rolling around on her floor in her house in like body paint and her husband was like smacking her ass and like that was not like the like the cleanest thing to be a part of so i don't think whitney would judge someone taking a bathtub with their significant other like i just don't think that she would do it like she does her own crazy shit that like doesn't come across as sanitary so i think meredith is overreacting about the bathtub situation but I'm I'm here for it. Like it is just it just sounds so crazy. But what I don't want is for her to talk about this the entire season. Nobody cares about the bathtub that you took with your husband last season. Talk to her, drop it. I don't want to hear any more about the bathtub. I died that Bravo made bathtub taglines and posted them on Instagram. And they, like, it was just, it was hilarious. But I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to hear about it anymore after the premiere. You said what you had to say. She told you she was joking. Keep it moving. I also was like taken aback when they were at this brunch mixer, whatever the hell it was. Um, and Meredith had approached Whitney 
claiming that Whitney had said she does ketamine. <laughs> it is just like, what? Like, I mean, and it, I don't even think it was Whitney because when they did the flashback, it almost, it, I think it was Lisa who was the one that said like, I was told that you and Heather were like on ketamine during like some trip. Whitney, Whitney is getting... Whitney's getting like the shit under the stick here with this one because I don't think it was her, but Meredith thinks that it, she was like the root of the rumor. But I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like they're fighting about bathtubs and ketamine. Like it is just so insane. It really is. It's just so crazy. But the, I mean, the ladies are back. They, are there i mean they are here the snowflakes have returned i want to talk about one more part of the premiere of salt lake city and this literally sent me over the edge when i saw this on tv there was a moment when (laughs) lisa barlow read the text messages that were sent to her by Mary M. Cosby. And I, 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 I don't, I couldn't breathe. I literally could not breathe at everything that she had said. So Lisa's sitting there. I'm going to read you guys the text messages that Mary sent her because I, I saw this photo and it's, it's just hilarious. So this is what Mary had texted Lisa. This was the last time Lisa had heard from her. Mary says, Lisa, you're the biggest idiot. You're a black widow. You're the biggest liar in Utah. (laughs) You'll kill people with your nasty tequila. (laughs) You remind me of a witch. You evil person. You're not interesting. You're a horrible human being. Those were all the texts from the last time that Lisa had heard from Miriam Cosby. And they cut to a scene And Mary says, yeah, I feel good about seeing Lisa. And I like her jacket. After she had just listed off this thread of shit that she had said. When she said, you're going to kill people with your nasty tequila. I lost it. I literally could not breathe. And it made me want to go buy Vita tequila. So, I mean, guys, that is so freaking funny. Like, I that that was... Between that moment of Lisa reading those text messages and the bomb that Monica Garcia dropped, that's it. Like, it was everything that made it like the best premiere for me. Also, I don't know why I keep calling Monica by her first and last name. I keep calling her Monica Garcia. I could just call her Monica, but it's just the way that it comes out. But. I mean, we're in for we're in for a treat of a season. I don't even know where we go from here, but I'm so excited for it. Salt Lake City came back, and obviously, it's the premiere episode, so everything is going to be more explosive than the next, uh, or everything is going to be like more like like explosive. It's going to be like such a good episode because they want to start it off on like the right foot. Which guys, they did start it off on the right foot. That first two minutes was everything. It was so dramatic. It was like very reminiscent of like Mob Wives, that intro that they did where they were like walking in the streets, the cars were driving by, the ladies were reading like scriptures from 
the Mormon Bible? Do they call it a Bible? I don't know what they call it. Um, but everything about it was amazing. I don't obviously, we're obviously not going to get any answers in regards to like what Heather was talking about on the phone in the beginning, which was like super dramatic. I just hope that they're not hyping it up to be something similar to her black eye incident, because if that's the case, like I'm going to be so pissed, but it sounds like it's pretty juicy. It's obviously something we're probably not going to get until closer to the end of the season. But for the premiere episode, it was amazing. What did you guys think? Our, the RHO SLC season four premiere. What were your thoughts? Like, tell me everything. Like, I just, I can't stop talking about it. Like, what were your favorite moments? What are you looking forward to this season? I mean, just drop all the comments. I really want to talk about all of it. It was so good. And I want to hear from you guys. All right. I want to talk about RHOC next. So Orange County. This is going to be quick because a lot of it happened, like, towards the end. I want to get more into, like, the stuff that happened between, like, Emily and Heather and just, like, all of that stuff because I have some thoughts. So what I will say, like, is I did really enjoy um Jen's mom coming in here and the conversation that she had with Jen regarding her divorce I loved that we got to see the first meeting between Jen's mom and Ryan how uncomfortable for Ryan though that he had to sit there while her mom was bragging about what a great husband her ex was (laughs) like it was a little uncomfy but It is what it is. I mean, it's just probably what she's used to is just her ex-husband. And now she's meeting you and you're new and you don't have a good rap and you've cheated and this and that. And she's just concerned about her daughter and the five kids that she has, the two kids that you have. You guys have seven kids total. It's a lot of freaking kids. Like, I think she just wants to make sure everybody is okay. But I enjoyed seeing it. There were moments, like, of this episode that I really enjoyed. Um, So I wanted to just, like, really touch on that real quick. Because I feel like Jen is... And I've said it before. I feel like she's just letting us into, like, every part of her life regarding her kids. Now her relationship. She's talked a lot about her ex-husband and, like, her previous marriage and, like, all of this. And... It was just, like, good to see. It's just, like, another point of her life that she's letting us in. She didn't have to show us the first meeting between her mom and Ryan. I was completely obsessed with Heather's HD network party. Mainly because my queen Emily got so drunk that I I was, like, living for everything that she was saying. Heather obviously teamed up, and I think it's Mark Cuban who, like, owns this, like, fireside thing or whatever it's called. And Heather is having the HD network on it where she can essentially, like, have an unlimited amount of shows on this network. And she was, like, launching it, like, just sharing it with her friends and whatnot. But Emily got so drunk, and I love her so much for it because she got loose-lipped, and she did not give a shit. She 
was saying everything that came to mind. And it was so funny. Listen, guys, I know some people think that it was rude. And some people like just didn't agree with it. I don't care. I don't care about that. I thought it was hilarious. And there's obviously like an underlying tension between Heather and Emily right now because we'll learn. Well, I'll tell you what, what actually happened later on. But we, Emily's under the impression that Heather told her that Shannon was talking all this shit about her at BravoCon, but wouldn't tell her what it was because it was in the vault. I'm so sick of hearing about this damn vault too. Like I'm over it. Um, so she was just like upset with Heather that she wouldn't share with her. So I get why she was like drunk and like making fun of her party. It is what it is. It happened. It was great TV. I loved every second of it when they brought out the lunch and uh, Emily was eating it. And I think, I think it was like a cucumber salad and it was like a rolled up slice of cucumber. I think she was supposed to cut it, but she was eating it like it was a fucking fruit roll up. Like it was, it, or like a fruit by the foot. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just so ridiculous. And uh, Gina couldn't come, like hold it together. She was like, I need you to get it together because like you're saying all this shit like about like the event. And Emily's like, oh my God, there's HDs everywhere. Everything's monogrammed. Oh, look, there's an HD here. And Gina was like, shut up and like, just call me after and we'll talk all the shit about it afterwards like normal people would do. But like, don't make a scene here at her event in front of her. I completely lost it when Emily continued to eat. And then she was asking everybody if they had sand in their food because she said she tasted sand. And I I don't know who asked her, like, oh, like, is it good? And she goes, "Mm, I love sand. Like, don't you? Like, it was just so wild. And you know what? Good for Emily. She had six to eight glasses of champagne without even eating. She is there to, like, let loose, get lit, and have a good time. And I loved every second of it. It really did. Like, I mean, obviously, Heather was pissed. I mean, you can't take it back now. It already happened, but it was so funny. I loved every moment of that lunch or that, like, HG Network party. And it just, the drama from that continued to spill over into them going to Mexico. So they obviously ended the episode on their first trip. And they're in Mexico. They're at a dinner. All of the ladies are like waiting to see if Heather's going to say anything about the sale of her $55 million house. Finally, Tamara brings it up at the end and Heather just like didn't want to share it with them because she felt like they just wouldn't have like appreciated the news, which I mean, I can, I get what she's saying when she says that because the ladies do come at her, like obviously like, the whole branding thing, there's HDs everywhere. Or like if she says something, it comes off like a little braggy or like elitist or entitled. And I will say some of it does, but I feel like that's such big news that you would share with your friends, right? The house has been on the show since like groundbreaking. Like half of these women have been there through the entire time that you built and lived in the house. So I feel like you should have probably told them before they found out on, I don't know, page six, people. I have no clue. But 
they finally talk about it and the lady's just like they feel like she's like holding back on sharing things shannon says okay well like you have been coming at me for the past couple weeks about hiding information or hiding stuff but like you're hiding this almost like almost like don't expect don't expect me to do something that you're also not going to do. That's the kind of the way that it came off. Like Shannon saying, like, don't expect me to share information when you're not going to do it. You're going to withhold stuff as well. And then all hell broke loose when they were sitting down at that table and Emily and Emily and Heather, sorry, I almost blanked and forgot her name for a minute. Emily and Heather went at it over what happened at the HT network um, luncheon and Heather calls Emily. Like she said, I think she says like, Emily, you're being a dick, like all this stuff. And they just get into it. Finally, like Emily tells her like why she's mad. And the fact that like, she's hiding this information that Shannon supposedly told Heather at BravoCon, like all this stuff that she was talking about them. And uh, Heather denies all of it. And uh, it gets like a little uncomfortable guys. It was like a little too uncomfortable for me because as they're talking about all this stuff and Heather's denying that like, she is even holding back like, she, like, she's saying that she did not say any of this. She did not tell Emily that Shannon was talking shit about her at BravoCon. They're yelling. At, they're arguing. And they're, they weren't even yelling. They were just, like, a little loud. They were, like, arguing about the situation. And then Heather has to give them all gifts <laughs> that she brought them for, for the trip. And Gina couldn't have said it perfectly. Like, that was the most uncomfortable gift she's ever received because they all were just arguing about Heather not sharing the information about the sale of the house. The sale of the house. They're also arguing about um, Emily and Heather and Shannon and, like, that, like, situation. And then all of a sudden, Heather's going to hand out gifts to these ladies. It was just, like, very uncomfortable and, like, weird and awkward and silent. And, like, what the hell's going on? We're arguing, but then you're giving everyone customized, like monogrammed like gifts it was just, it was a lot but what i will say in regards to the ladies being upset about heather not sharing about the sale of the house is i get it she signed an nda so she says um about not being able to talk about it and she didn't want it to like be in the press and then she says that oh, I was going to use this trip as the moment to tell you guys um, since we were all here and all together. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that. She just said that she pulled it out of her ass. She was not going to tell you guys. If it didn't come out in the press, she wasn't going to tell you on that trip. She was going to keep it to herself because she's pissed at all of you guys and the way you're acting with her. You weren't going to hear about it from her on this trip. I get why she didn't say anything. I, I don't think she owes it to the ladies. Well, no, let me sit. Let me take that back. I think she does. I think the ladies should have known about the sale, but I don't think that like it was necessary for Heather to tell them. So like I stated earlier, like obviously these ladies were there from like groundbreaking until like 
now, the sale of the home. They've been along for the ride. Would it have been nice for them to know? Obviously, yes. But it wasn't necessary for them to know. She didn't owe it to them. Like, it was, that's where I'm kind of getting with that. But, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I wish, I wish I had a house that I could sell for $55 million. <laughs> like, and to kind of throw it back to earlier in the episode, when they were selling, when they went to the house for the last time, and Heather had opened the doors and her and Terry were just dancing on like that patio area. And you can see like the ocean and like the lights in the background, like the skyline. They fucking made it. Like they are living their best life. They, that view, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like this is like, they have made it. Like they just sold this home for like, an insane amount of money they they like they can literally do whatever they want like kudos to them they really can like and that just goes to show like how smart they are in business and like and just like everything like they've just made great career moves like financial like moves like all of it I was like, I was, I was like, it's like very admirable. I was like, oh my God, like that, like watching them dance in that house as like the last time I, it, it was very cool. And I literally looked at my boyfriend and I was like, damn, that's like super cool. Like they made it like, this is like what, like that is so, that's very impressive. So I get her not wanting to share because she's having this exciting moment and then them kind of maybe shit talking her her friends, that is, her friends shit-talking her, would, like, put a damper on the experience that she's going through. So I get it. I get it. But it still would have probably been nice for them to hear it from you and not through the press. Guys, I, I, I'm i telling you, and we got a to-be-continued at the end of this episode because the fight was just, like, so crazy. So it was a to-be-continued. If... It, you haven't already. I did post the first seven minutes to next week's episode on my Instagram. It's obviously just at Bravo by Gaze. You guys can go check that out if you don't want to wait until next week. Um, but it was intense. That was an intense end of the episode. So from that HG Network event to the end, it was, <laughs> it, I loved it. Guys, I can't say it enough. I'm loving this season of OC. They, filmed their reunion yesterday. So hopefully their looks come out by the time we record next week. We got the seating chart. Bravo dropped the seating chart the day that they filmed the reunion. Um, Obviously there's Andy. And then on one side, you have Heather in the first seat next to him. Next to Heather is Gina. And next to Gina is Jen. And then on the other side, you have Tamara next to Andy. And then next to Tamara is... Shannon, and then Emily on the end. And then when Taylor comes in, Taylor will be on the side of the couch with Emily, Shannon, and Tamara. It makes sense to me, guys. The seating chart makes sense. I I mean, I don't think there's any other way you could have done it. People are asking why Gina and Emily aren't sitting next to each other. There's only six housewives. Gina and Emily are friends, so it makes sense to put them on one couch and then Emily on the side with everybody else. So 
hopefully by next week we can take a look at some of the reunion looks. Um, but I think I don't think we've gotten the midseason trailer from them yet. So I'm assuming that's going to come out within like the next week or so. But this season is flying by. It really is. And I'm not. I'm a little. I'm not mad at it. The season is real. I'm not mad at the season. The season is good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't wait into. I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week and just like where we're going to go from here because these ladies are just out of their goddamn rocker. I believe Vicky comes next week, and that's just going to add a whole nother level of crazy. So buckle up because it's about to be the Trace Amigas in Mexico. They're going to be drinking tequila. Hopefully, no one breaks a bone, but. I can't wait. And I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. So that was it on RHOC. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. All right, guys, there are a few things I want to touch on with last week's episode of Real Houses of New York, uh, of New York City. I didn't know if I was going to have time to talk to you guys about it, but I do. And these are my thoughts. It was obviously a filler episode and nothing wrong with that. They've been delivering every episode. So my thing with this is though, it almost felt like it was like a pile on Jenna episode. Like they were literally just like coming at Jenna from every direction. And she's like, got to do some like matrix shit and like avoid like everything that's coming her way. But I will say this. It was a very Jenna-centric episode. I loved in the beginning seeing everything between her and her brother. I did not know that she worked for Rockefeller Center and, like, helping them revamp that area and bring new retail into their... Like, I had no idea. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I did not know that they had people who were, like, looking for stores to come into areas like that. I thought stores would just, like see a place for lease and like go in and like sell their stuff. It's very cool to see that like, that's where her career led her. Um, And it was nice to like hear her talk to her brother. And uh, obviously we love New York city and like the winter time Christmas season. It's gorgeous. So to see the tree and like the lights on fifth Avenue, like it was really nice. It was good to see. Um, it was like, a, I felt bad for her because she was sitting there talking to her brother about like her skin condition and like the insecurities that she has in regards to like being around the other ladies. She thinks that they are like, they have like perfect bodies, gorgeous skin. And she talks about like maybe some stuff that she's heard other people say about her um, in like the past. I believe she said someone had like looked at her once and was like, ew, look at that girl's skin. Also, who does that? Because you don't even know like what someone is going through. And in Jenna's case, it's a a genetic disorder, a a genetic condition. And uh, Jenna decides that she wants to fly down to Anguilla. Is it Anguilla? 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 Two days early to, like, catch a tan to, like, maybe just, like, even out her skin. So she feels comfortable when she's around these ladies at the beach. No big deal. Jenna made the mistake of telling Aaron that she is leaving two days early because she got a business class C and she hates flying coach. Glad that she said it. She should have maybe kept that to herself because the ladies were running with this and like, they were like, ew, oh my God, how dare you? A point of the girls trip is for us to like all fly down there together and like have the experience, blah, 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 blah. 
who cares if she left two days early to i think she had already planned to leave early to go down to like get some sun and the perk was it just happened to be two days earlier where she got a first class seat i think i don't know i'm sounding like a jenna defender right now but that just makes the most sense to me I don't think she owes it to the girls to like give it a reason as to why she did it. Right. She's like, I don't know how old she is guys. I'm sorry. I think she maybe like late forties, early fifties. If she wants to fly business, she can fly business. Also, I get what you're saying where the point of like the group trip is to fly down together. You're all, I mean, I, you're all sitting in coach. Even if she was sitting in coach with you, it's a three hour plane ride. It's not like you guys are going to be chit-chatting and gossiping and, like, making noise, having a grand old time partying. Like, when you're on a plane, like, you're literally what, watching something on, like, your iPad or your laptop or listening to, like, music or reading a book. Like, who cares if she wasn't with you for that three-hour plane ride? Like, to me, it just, like, it doesn't make a difference. Um, But they, these ladies just kind of, like, they... <laughs> Jenna gave them, Jenna gave this, she literally was like, here you go. This is like, she handed the ladies like this, like ammunition or whatnot. Like they were, she opened her mouth and said that, and the ladies were going to take it and run with it. And they did just that. It's kind of like, there's consequences for like, Think, like things that come out of your mouth like you know what i mean so but it was funny it was entertaining i really enjoyed jenna like trying to like defend herself when she got there and was talking to the girls and Bryn, i don't know who it was like someone had made like a comment about her flying down early and Jenna was explaining herself to her. Jenna was explaining herself as like why she did it. Again, it was to like get some sun so that way her skin was like evened out. So just so she felt more confident around the other girls. And uh, she was saying like, I don't ever like really bear my skin. Like if she, and then she goes to Bryn, like, have you ever seen photos of me on the red carpet? Like, wearing anything revealing is what I like think that she said it kind of cut out towards the end but the fact that she said like have you ever seen pictures of me on the red carpet wearing such and such when I tell you I almost lost it because she was so she was like she meant that she was like have you ever seen pictures of me on the red carpet wearing anything revealing thinking that these girls have ever like looked up photos of her on the red carpet like and Bryn said just that she goes no sorry I don't look up pictures of you on the red carpet like it was hilarious and that's just kind of like Jenna is like at that level she's just like at that level of celebrity where like or like that would come out of her mouth I don't know I don't know but I loved every second of it and I loved that the ladies just laughed because they couldn't believe that she said it regardless I don't think the, like, gang up on Jenna is over after this episode. I think it's going to continue into next. And I get it. Some of the ladies are annoyed with this situation. I think they're a little annoyed that she's giving you gifts from, like, her collabs and all of that stuff. But like I said before, just take it. I mean, I, I think she might be giving it to you with the, like, expectation of posting about it. But you don't have to. Like... 
who cares? I mean, and if you don't want it, you can always send it to me. My email's in my bio on Instagram. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like I said, I don't think this is the end of the gang up on Jenna. I think it's just going to continue and they're going to complain about like the product stuff next week and it's just going to keep going. But I want them to have fun because they're staying in an insanely gorgeous villa. It is absolutely beautiful. And I literally cannot wait for um, the rest of the trip. I just love when these girls like are on their vacations. It's so much fun. Hopefully they can put differences aside and just have a good time, get drunk, let loose and have a good time. But that is what I wanted to talk to you guys in regards to, uh, that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about in regards to Roni was the fact that this felt like a little bit of a Jenna pile on episode. And I'm just not here for it. I don't, I don't co-sign that. Um, But I can't wait for next week's up. All right, guys. There are a couple of things that I just kind of want to wrap this up with. Um, Obviously, last week you heard the um, podcast episode that I did with Bravo and Cocktails in regards to the Carl and Lindsay breakup. We are a week later obviously into it we have not received we haven't seen any statements from either party involved they've both been silent on social media and uh, i want to know what the hell is going on so nothing from either party obviously we saw that carl left he went to minnesota The internet is going crazy because there's rumors that are starting to come out. And these are all alleged. Nobody knows what the hell's going on, obviously. That there's like some theories that are being spread around in regards to what happened. I don't want to talk about those rumors because I don't want to like put anything that's not true out into like the universe. So if you're interested in what they are obviously you've probably already heard them you can check them out on someone else's page but i'm not going to talk about it so what i want to know is where the hell are the statements from Lindsay and carl i mean (laughs) what is going on why are they being so quiet and i get that it's fresh and they just need some time but listen even joe jonas and sophie release statements like within a few days of the rumors being spread about them. So you, Carl Radke and Lindsay Hubbard can release statements a week after everything broke. I am just like literally on the edge of my seat every single day, refreshing my, my, my phone screen, looking to see if either one of them say anything about what's going on. And I just checked and no, nothing. Um, obviously, They deserve to take all the time that they want to kind of like come to terms with what's going on. They don't owe us a statement, but it's just kind of like the pattern. It's just kind of like what these people do. You break up, they release a statement. So everyone's anxious to know what's going on. We're obviously not going to get like details of the situation in the statement, which is a bummer. It's probably just going to be like, We've decided to call off our wedding and go our separate ways. Just please respect our privacy whatsoever. Blah, 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 blah. 
We're going to see a play out, though, on next season. Andy had talked about it on Radio Andy and said, we are going to see what led up to this on the next season of Summer House. He talked to production. There's a series of things that had occurred that lead up to this situation of them calling off their wedding. With that said, do I want the same? And yes, they don't owe it to us, though. I just hope that they're both like taking the time to work through whatever the hell's going on between the two of them. Um, it's a lot. And uh, I just can't wait to hear all about it. Uh, it's just like, it's just, I'm just ready. Like I saw someone comment something that said production needs to work as fast as they can to get next season out by next week. So we know what's going on and I've never related to something more like, let's go, let's get out that next season ASAP, but it's not going to happen. We're not going to get into probably the spring. Um, But that is what I wanted to end on with you guys, because I just like, everyone's talking about it. And I've just been like, Thinking, it's just been like a, on my mind, I like every day, like what's going on with them. Cause there's just a lot of things that are being said and obviously none of us know the truth and they're all alleged, but hopefully both of them are okay. But with that said, guys, we're already at the end. I hope that you guys have an amazing week ahead Hopefully there is some stuff that goes down before we chat again next week. And uh, if it does, then you obviously know we're going to discuss it. But I do want to end on one last note. The Bills are playing on Monday and we're playing the Jets. So go Bills. Have a good week, guys. I will talk to you next week. Hoda Media Production.